Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 125 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Lockdown is here in Nova Scotia now, and it's kind of scary, but, uh, you know, we'll get through it. Meanwhile, in Saskatoon, home of the Saskatoon Blades. Is that right? It's called that, the Saskatoon that, that Blades. Is, yeah, the Blades, that's correct. The Saskatoon Blades. It's Justin the Professor Anderson. Uh, Justin... How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, not in lockdown, but we're pretty uh, restricted as to what we can do in our neck of the woods here too. No no gatherings outside of the household. Um, outdoor gatherings are limited to like 10 people and you've got to be masked up at all times. So it's like, yeah, we're pretty, uh, pretty, pretty locked down here too, but you can still go to Walmart. So that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. seems effective uh yeah so yeah i'm, I'm just uh, working from home as i have been for the last forever um, <laughs> yeah life no. is life is pain life is life the is same pain. as it has been for the last 14 months now pain only yeah. pain <laughs> uh but you know what uh i have to say like here we are it's april uh yeah numbers are skyrocketing in nova scotia right now but when i say skyrocketing i say like it's like it's, six cases no, we had like 32 new cases today, wow. which brought our running total up to 117, but other provinces aren't even close. Like they're way over that or PEI where there's like five people there anyway. <laughs> the cases aren't really up as high, but it's like, it, it's nice. We were kind of the apple of the, of everyone's eye and everyone was excited about Nova Scotia doing well. And now we're, hey, now we're struggling a little uh, bit, but all it takes is yeah. one person to get it and give it to somebody else. And then that's how it starts. Exactly, and that is why I'm going to get my first asymptomatic test tomorrow. Going to do my part by uh, getting tested, um, which is cool. Um, how um, have you been tested yet? Is I haven't. Scary? I haven't yet. Okay. No, uh, my mom has. She had uh, a contact at her office, and she said okay. it was just easy, but. She's doing like the okay. drive-through test here. Um, I don't know what they did. If it was like this, the swab to the nose or the, to the brain, but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, she said it was easy. <laughs> She's my parents are vaccinated now, but are their first shots anyway? Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's a good time. What's the age I'm, of uh, vaccine in Nova Scotia right now? I think we're up to like 55, and okay, then yeah, we're we're at 44 e here. Yeah, like next week it's gonna flip to the Gen X uh, population. And then after that, it's uh, it's me. Yeah, so. I uh, my birthday's on Sunday. I'll be twenty eight. So um, I'm hoping that when they do the vaccines, maybe twenty eight will be like the age of like one of the age groups. And I'd be like, yeah, take that, twenty seven year olds. Are we gonna do a, a birthday episode? Uh, I guess yeah. After the race series, we'll have to. So we'll do a birthday episode. Sweet. I'll sing you happy birthday. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, y'all looking that. forward to that. <laughs> and if you're looking forward to checking out more of our content, you can go to Twitter at BFMD Podcast. We are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. And you can check out our website, bfmdpodcast.com, uh, content TBD. Still working on all the stuff we were talking about before. Um, Justin, let's just get right into the news because there's lots of juicy stuff to talk about. 
Uh, but there's one story I do want to talk about before we get into Jay's stuff. Yeah, I know you, uh, Patrick is, uh, I'll put it, I'll say he's obsessed with the Oakland Athletics a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like the Oakland yeah. Athletics too, but not to the level that, that you do. Uh, but those uh, crazy A's are currently on an 11-game win streak after they started the season 1-7, and seven, including I think they lost their first six games uh, as well of the season. So yeah. now they're now 12-7 yeah. uh, and seven and leading the division. Um, and the Seattle Mariners of all teams are only a half game behind them, and everyone's yep. least favorite Major League Baseball team, the Houston Astros, is actually last in that division right now. So happy yep. times. Um yes. They're, yeah, they're seven you, and ten, man. Yeah, the, do you think Astros. that? Uh, do you think that the A's are going to beat their their winning streak that they set what, twenty years ago, almost now? No. <laughs> yeah, no chance. No, they're not going to win twenty one games in a row. Nobody wins twenty one games in a row. Yeah. They're, but still, it's kind of it's exciting to me, not just because I am a fan of the money balling and all that stuff. Um, it's exciting because any time that the Houston Astros are not winning that division, I am happy. Uh, and I also have a soft spot for the Mariners. They're kind of like, they're in Washington State, which is like Canada light. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like a poor BC man's light, Vancouver. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's just kind of cool. I like the Mariners because I like Dichiro and Griffin. It's a beautiful ballpark. I've been there. Uh, the new one, or I guess it's not new anymore. Oh, it's I'm not new sure if it's, me. it's not called Safeco anymore, I don't think, is it? No. It's something else. But yeah, I was there when it was called Safeco Field. But yeah, it's a beautiful park. Very nice. Well, shout out to them for being 11 and 7. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's cool. It's cool to start the year like that. Um, yeah. yeah, shout out to the Athletics. Let's move on. Shout out on. to the A's. Into Blue Jay news. The Blue Jays have acquired uh, right-hander Jeremy Beasley, Pam Beasley's uh, brother, from the Arizona Diamondbacks, a source tells ESPN. This is from Jeff Passan, funny guy on Twitter. Uh, Beasley, who's 25, was designated for assignment earlier this week by the D-backs. He's going to report to our alternate site to provide some depth. He's got a fastball splitter combo, and he has both started and uh, relieved in the minor leagues. I don't believe he's ever played above double A. Um, I didn't really look into his stats too much. We sent cash for him so yeah one another one of those depth signs that the jays seem to like to do uh i wouldn't anticipate him being on the big league team immediately but especially since he's never pitched above above double a ball but you never know we yeah. could need some uh we've used a lot of pitchers so far this year i think we've had 10 people start games including openers so it's been uh it's been a wild ride and we're on april 22nd so yeah we're doing fun um, <laughs> some other Jays news, Keegan Matheson, friend of the show, Ross Atkins did a media appearance today. He said that Nate Pearson is going to throw two to three innings tomorrow in an interest squad game. He's, uh, going to make a three to five inning start on his next turn. After that, after that, he comes into the potential picture for the MLB roster. The Jays are going to be putting Pearson as a starting pitcher. He's not going to be a reliever. He's not going to be a bulk guy. So uh, they want him to be at least built up to five innings by the time he is ready to come back to the big leagues. And also playing in that intra-squad game will be uh, George Springer, who is going to play center field. Uh, he is close, but they're going to evaluate how he feels after that game. Uh, he may be against, it's an, into a second game, and then his next game would likely be with the Blue Jays, uh, which could be as early as this weekend. 
Uh, sounds like reinforcements are on the way. Patrick, what do you think of those two guys uh, and, and their timelines kind of being pretty clear now? Yeah, I find it very interesting that Nate is uh, is working on the stretching out part. That means he's really, really, really close to returning, yeah. which is very exciting. Um, I'm surprised he's not bullpen, but I guess because our bullpen is already pretty strong and we kind of do need a, uh, starters. <laughs> yeah. We're kinda, we can't have bullpen days like three days a week, like three games a week. So like we're, we we kind of need someone stretched out. So that's kind of cool. Um, and George Springer, I thought he'd be back sooner, but uh, it's still possible. We might see him in the next two to three days. Yeah. Obviously if he hadn't have, picked up the hamstring injury because his oblique was healed or almost healed when he got the hamstring. So if he hadn't got that, he would have been back by now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I, I think it's a good sign though. Like Springer's obviously oh, for sure. like, like on the cusp of coming back. And that's kind of what we've been excited for all this time. So yeah. yay. Sticking with uh, positive news, a, a cool baseball story here. So uh, during Tuesday's game, the first game against the Red Sox, uh, Bo Bichette blasted a solo home run over the monster and onto Lansdowne Street, where it landed in front of a now-closed-down gym. Uh, very cool here. Uh, Dante Bichette played for the Brewers in 1991, and he actually met uh, Bo's mother, Mariana, out front of that gym that summer. So a cool tie-in to the Bichettes there. Uh, Robert Griffin, who's the Blue Jays PR director now, used to write for the Toronto Star. Uh, he went and, and found the people who had picked up the ball, retrieved it, and those folks actually got some uh, personalized signed baseballs from Bo as a thank you. So a pretty cool story there. That was from Hazel May on Twitter. Those are some crazy baseball stories, hey? Like 20 uh, or 30 years later, you hit a home run to the spot where your parents met. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Moneyball reference, another yeah, one. That's a, that's a very romantic moment. In oh, for baseball sure, history. literally like romantic. Very, yeah, very very cool. <laughs> Some say Bobichet was conceived upon that spot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's not 30, so it's impossible. Uh, yeah, but still, uh, very cool story. I like it, and it's always nice when a Blue Jay hits a home run out of Fenway Park. So yeah. yeah. Um, some other, uh, zoom notes here, uh, Romano and Chatwood are anticipated to both return off the IL Chatwood could be Friday. Romano is eligible to come off on Saturday Teoscar Hernandez, who has been on the COVID IL since April the 9th, uh, is going to take a COVID test, I believe tomorrow. Uh, yeah. and let's see, once he gets a negative result, he'll be allowed to return to the baseball facility, uh, in Dunedin where he'll be evaluated to see what kind of baseball shape he's in. Hopefully he's been doing some workouts at home. I'm assuming he has been. They said they said that the team had sent him a net and a tee so he could do some hitting in his in his backyard. Yeah. Um, Julian Merriweather, who has the left oblique strain, has been shut down for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So that can yeah, that, that inflammation can go down. You can't throw with that. Um, and Ross Stripling threw a bullpen today, so that recovery evaluation will uh, continue to happen here but it's a good sign that he's throwing and that he isn't shut down so hopefully that is a minor injury for ross getting into the results now patrick uh the jays just finished up a two-game split with the with the bow Sox at fenway pack in boston uh in the first game the red Sox doubled up on the blue jays four to two 
Um, the Red Sox mustered uh, four runs on nine hits with an error, and the Blue Jays mustered two runs on four hits with an error. The Blue Jays got two hits from Grichuk and Bichette, who each had a, a solo home run and an infield single. Pretty interesting parallels there. Everyone else on the lineup uh, wasn't able to get on base or put up a zero. Vladi extended his on-base streak with a walk in that game. Uh, he had still reached base in every uh, game this season up to that point. Uh, Hunjin Ryu started for the Blue Jays. He was carousing through the first uh, few innings, and then he ran into some trouble. Uh, he ended up giving up eight hits, uh, four earned runs. Three of those earned runs came on a Xander Bogarts uh, three-run blast over the monster. It was Bogarts' first home run of the season, and that guy just murders the Blue Jays. Uh, Ryu didn't walk a batter, uh, struck out two. Joel Payamps threw an inning and two-thirds, and Anthony Castro threw uh, an inning and a third. And those guys combined for one hit allowed and three strikeouts over those three innings of relief. Uh, good outings for them. Uh, did you think that uh, that Ryu didn't look too good on, on, on that game, Patrick? I thought he was a little bit shaky the whole time. Yep, I would agree. His velocity his, was his down. His velo was, was down. Uh, it's very concerning that our, our multi-million dollar starter has a downward trajectory with his velocity and mm -hmm. it I was mean, up at the beginning of the year though which is weird so yeah it might maybe he just needs an extra day of rest or something like that or maybe he was just off yeah hard or, to say whatever whatever it is it's um, cold, it was cold in boston for those two games so that could have been a thing too yeah and also uh the red sox are the best hitting team in the majors right now that so, is also a fact uh you know, even if your best pitcher is facing the best lineup, you know, they're, he's he's probably trying to pitch more cautiously. And it mm -hmm. worked until it didn't. Um, of course, that, that Bogart's home run, I mean, it kind of baffles me how it was able to clear the wall. Um, just the way he hit it, it, it was kind of strange. But like, it looked like wow. a jam shot, yeah, kind of up and yeah. in. Like, it's a spot where you don't mind throwing your fastball, but he was just – that's Fenway Park. That's a, that's a fly ball in a regular ballpark, and yet it's a home run. So, Yeah, I think I read somewhere that, that the shot that Bogarts hit would still be out in 25 out of the 30 ballparks. Really? That seems crazy uh, to me. But what was impressive was how he was able to muscle it, muscle like a, basically like a jam shot over yeah. the wall. For sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a good ball player. One of the best uh, offensive shortstops in the game, for sure. Um, yeah, he's, he's got that classic swing. <laughs> My God. Take a drink every time Patrick references Moneyball today. Uh, and that's three now. <laughs> in yeah. game two on Wednesday, after a 40-minute rain delay, the Jays and Red Sox were able to get the game in, and the Blue Jays returned the favor and doubled up on the Red Sox 6-3 to three to split the series. Uh, Trent Thornton opened the game for the Blue Jays and cruised through two innings, gave up two hits there, didn't have any strikeouts. Uh, Tommy Malone, the man of number 69, nice. He came in and threw two in the third innings, did give up a couple of earned runs, but struck out four and did his job. Uh, Phelps yeah. came in and got out of a bases loaded jam. Uh, he pitched two-thirds of an inning and uh, walked one and struck out one there. Ryan Barucki had a great two innings of relief. He did walk a batter, but struck out two. Rafael Dolis was a little shaky. He gave up a solo home run to, to uh, the man of the hour, Xander Bogarts. Uh, that made the game three to or four to two at the time for the Blue Jays, but he managed to get out of that inning as well. 
Uh, Tim Meza threw two thirds of an inning to start the uh, the ninth, and then Anthony Castro came in to get the last out, which conveniently was Xander Bogarts on a ground ball. Um, Baraki ended up picking up the win in that game, and Castro earned his first big league save. He's looked really good this season. Offensively, Bo Bichette had his second straight two-hit game. Uh, his average is up to 292. Uh, Randall Grichuk also had a second in a row two-hit game, and he's hitting 306 on the season, Patrick. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. once again extended his on-base streak. He has reached base in all uh, every game this, the team has played this season, including multiple times in 12 games. He was two for three with a single, a double, two walks, and an RBI. Uh, Marcus Samin had a better game. He was two for four down at the bottom of the lineup. Um, and Guriel got a hit. He was one for four. Kevin Biggio took a couple of walks in the leadoff spot. Uh, it was a much better offensive game. The Blue Jays managed 10 hits um, to match Boston's hit total. Both teams had an error. The Jays could have had easily two more errors because uh, Biggio had two bad throws over the first base and Bichette also had a terrible throw that you can't blame Vladdy for not picking those when they're bouncing about two inches in front of his glove. It's tough to pick yeah. those. Yeah. Um, and the, the home team scorer in Boston graciously awarded infield singles on all three of the, or all, all three of those plays, but they did give an error later in the game. So uh, on a, on a terrible Biggio throw that bounced like barely past the mound. That was terrible. Um, so in, 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 in review, the Jays split that series the offense came alive with the lineup shakeup in, in the second game. Um, and then they were sitting uh, a couple, a few games below 500. I believe we're, were we, we eight, are we seven and 10 Patrick or eight and 10? We're eight and 10, eight and 10. Yeah. So eight and 10 heading into a three game series at the trop this weekend. What were your thoughts on that second game, Patrick? Anything really stand out to you there? Uh, well, like the first game, uh, it was a masterclass in bullpen uh, excellence. Yeah. Uh, both, Pamps and Castro were great during game one, game two. Uh, the boys, well, I mean, it was a bullpen day. Everybody was out of the bullpen. Yep. Uh, and honestly, uh, this is exactly what you want out of your bullpen. Everybody was uh, was on their A game. Uh, Tommy Malone obviously um, looked a, a tiny bit shaky, uh, but he also had four strikeouts. So he's he's got his stuff going. Uh, Ryan Barucki looked excellent. He got out of some tough situations. Um, Trent Thornton uh, starting. Good open. Excellent. Yep. I think he could have went easily, could have went another inning. Um, but obviously th there is some sort of complex game plan uh, that Charlie Montoya had. Uh, by the way, this is a good opportunity, Justin. I don't know if you've noticed this. Blue Jays Twitter. <laughs> y'all y'all gotta slow down with the charlie montoyo criticism i understand sometimes bad decisions are made in the middle of a game uh, but how come when we won this game nobody was giving charlie montoyo credit for utilizing his bullpen the way that he did how come there was no nobody said anything y'all were very quiet about it uh and it kind of just kind of goes to show that even though it's easy to complain about Montoyo uh, in some of the decisions that he makes. Um, it's even easier to sit back and say nothing uh, when he excels <laughs> at his job. Yeah. So shout out to Charlie Montoyo for making the most out of both games. Um, it's unfortunate we lost one, but he gave the team every opportunity uh, by getting the most out of his, uh, his relief arms. For sure.
Yeah, definitely yeah. did a did a good job in the second game of uh, offensive like pinch hitting and running as well and defensive substitutions yeah. late in the game. So good to see. Now we head to uh, the the least favorite place in baseball, Tropicana Fields in oh. Tampa Bay, which is almost going to be a home series for the Blue Jays, considering that Dunedin is a suburb of Tampa. So the players will be able to stay at their homes, which is nice. Yeah, um, get some R and R before we begin a home stand against the uh, I believe the Nationals are in town. Um, and then yep. the, the Braves come to a town after, so we get our, our first taste of 2021 interleague play. Um, the first game, the only game where Tampa Bay has announced a starter to date, uh, Tyler Glasnow takes the hill against Steven Matz. This should be a good pitching matchup. Uh, Glasnow has 36 strikeouts ready this season, Patrick. He's 2-0 and with a 0.73 ERA. He's been on another level so far through four starts. He's averaging nine strikeouts to start right now. Um, he hasn't allowed a home run yet, and he has a .649 whip, which is the lowest in the American League. Uh, the Blue Jays, like I mentioned, are countering with Steven Matz, who is 3-0 so far in the season with a 147 ERA and 18 strikeouts. Um, he's, been a, he's been a lock for six innings, but he's only thrown, he only threw six, 82 pitches uh, against the Royals last week, and with the extra day of rest, he should be uh, ready to pitch deep in that game against the Rays and the, and the Jays need him to go deep against the Rays too, because uh, we don't want to get into the bullpen early in the, in the first game of a three game set. Cause that's how Tampa Bay gets to you. They've got a very deep offensive team. They always have guys who can just scratch and claw their way. So you don't want to get into that pen early. Um, <laughs> tough to say, but do you think we have a chance of beating Tyler Glasnow tomorrow? Yes. Um, we, if I remember correctly, uh, Early in his Tampa Bay tenure, the Jays were pretty effective against Glasnow. Uh, obviously, he's a better pitcher than what he was uh, back then. But that being said, this is the premier matchup uh, that we're going to get out of this series when it comes to pitching. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. That's going to be a very exciting game to watch. Um, I'm going to say... We get to Glasnow early if we can do that and really just hammer that bullpen, um, which is mean and nasty. Uh, I think we've got a really, really good shot at taking this series. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, it depend depending on whether or not we uh, get some of our our big boppers back too, as we mentioned with Hernandez and yeah. Springer. Depending how Springer's intra squad game goes tomorrow, we could even see him maybe DHing in a game, uh, or at the very least, he'll be back for that Washington series, you would think, along with potentially Hernandez as well. Um, I think the the way the Blue Jays constructed the lineup there in Boston, that second game, I think they have to roll with that until one of or both of those guys return to the lineup. I think you, you if it ain't broke, you don't fix it until it's broke again. Um, yeah. So I hope to see them kind of keep with that. Uh, in game two on Saturday, which is another evening game, the first two games are a 7-10 and 6-10 Eastern time starts. Uh, Robbie Ray takes the bump. Uh, he's 0-1, of course, with a uh, 180 ERA and six strikeouts here. Uh, he did walk six people last time out in, in Kansas City, but somehow held the the, uh, the Royals scoreless. Um, he's going to have to control the ball against Tampa Bay. They're a speedy team. They will make us pay if we do not keep runners on the bases or if we put runners on the bases sorry and in the finale which is an afternoon game a 110 eastern time start on sunday the 25th which is my birthday of course hunjin ryu is going to give me a win as my birthday gift 
He's one and two in the season, but boasts a 3.0 ERA. Uh, he wasn't very good, as we mentioned, in Boston. Um, he was cruising through the first innings and then ran into trouble in that fourth. So we'll see uh, what his velocity looks like, too, in that game. But uh, our three best pitchers going up against Tampa Bay's ace in the first game, and then they're what's likely to be their bullpen for a couple. Um, so we'll, so we'll kind of see how, how this series goes. I'm really curious to see if we could take two to three from the Rays. That would bring us up to 10 and 11 on the season and help close the gap behind those guys. We'd only be one win behind them. And depending how Boston does this weekend, this AL East is going to shrink. Uh, it's going to get closer. The Yankees are eventually going to start winning. They always do. They're not, they're not a terrible team, so they're eventually going to start hitting just like us, and then that division is going to be an absolute crapshoot. Uh, but we're, uh, we're just over 10% through the season, Patrick. We're 18 games in. There are 144 baseball games to go. Yep. It's a long stretch, and as frustrating as the first uh, the first 18 games have been, um, the thing that Jays fans need to keep in mind is that it is a long season. And Incredibly long. We're not even feeling our best team yet. We're still yeah. missing our 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 star, uh, and then another one of our stars. It's the beauty and, of baseball. You can get healthy by June. You can do you can do a lot of dangerous things. So, I mean, as long as we're within uh, five games of 500 halfway through the season, uh, the window is still open for us to squeeze in with a wild card. Obviously, that's not the scenario we want to go with. Uh, we want to be able to control our, our fate uh, in the season. And this three games set here represents the best opportunity for us not only to climb back over 500, uh, but also really make a statement that uh, we can out uh, outmanage Tampa Bay using uh, pretty much the same strategy. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm very, this is a very exciting series, even though I hate Tropicana field. <laughs> um, I don't mind the Rays. Uh, I'd rather they win than most teams. Uh, but the fact that they're only 10 and nine too shows they're vulnerable. They're yeah, not, they're, well, they're starting pitching is, they have about as many injuries as we do, so we can't yeah. we can't we can't complain about injuries without bringing Tampa Bay into the conversation too. The all pretty much all of their starting pitchers are on the shelf right now. So they're yeah they're as vulnerable as we are right now, and the difference is that we're a better hitting team than them. I don't know if the numbers reflect that right now, um, but I can tell you that with a fully healthy lineup, our our. I would take our nine bats over their nine best bats uh, any day of the week. Oh, yeah, Especially 100%. when Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, factors into the equation. I, I think we can sweep this one. We've got favorable pitching matchups in two of the three games um, because they're going to have to go to the bullpen, and that's a huge... That could, that could be problematic if we dip into the bullpen in the first game. They're really going to have to lean hard on Glass now, and if he gets yeah. knocked out early... Uh, all of a sudden, the games on Saturday and Sunday are that much more difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I agree. And they might have to deploy an emergency starter, which is a juicy, juicy opportunity for a returning George Springer to come in and uh, and light Maybe up the stage. Maybe not see the best pitcher. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I know um, one last piece of news that we missed, too. We, we talked about the acquisition of Jeremy Beasley. I forgot to mention that Thomas Hatch was moved to the 60-day I.L., in a course by move to make room on the on the roster on the 40 man for Beasley. Um 
Hatch, this probably puts his timeline in like early June based on the retroactive date of, of the 60-day IL move. Um, but which is probably about in line where he's going to be anyway. He hasn't been throwing yet, so for him to get built back up and the team views him as a starting pitcher, of course, they're going to have to get him uh, stretched out and he'll be like an early June return at best. So that's, that's that piece of news that we missed. Uh, you just mentioned Vladdy as well. Uh, his on-base percentage right now is actually the highest in baseball of among qualified hitters. Yeah. Ahead of Mike Trout and uh, Bryce or Bruce Hooper. Um, yeah, so that's a pretty good company. Uh, that was going into today's game, so I'm not sure if, if, if Trout and, and Harper have been able to pass Vlad today. Obviously, we're on an off day, so Vladis isn't going to move. But yeah, it's been a, uh, a very, very good start uh, for Mr. Guerrero Jr., and hopefully he can keep it up because once that lineup gets deeper... Man, oh, man, if we can have a top four of Springer, Bo, Vladdy, and Teoscar, that is reminiscent of our old glory days from, from six years ago when we had the Donaldsons and the Bautistas and the Encarnacion's holding down the middle of the lineup. So uh, get ready, baseball fans, Blue Jay fans. It's going to uh, get pretty fun here right away when these guys start coming back. We'll get Big Nate in the rotation, get Springer leading it off, and Teoscar hopefully rounding back into his silver slugger form from 2020. But Patrick, I think that's all we got left today. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Yes, I do. Um, I'm feeling a lot better about this season than I was, I would say, like a week ago. Uh, Two days ago when you were attacking me on Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what happened. I know, just bugging you. Uh, What actually, what what I thought was very strange was just going through Blue Jays Twitter. It was all, it was just this hot mess of of like weird takes like Danny Jansen should lead off or that was tr- that was the most outlandish thing that I've seen all season so far. There was that and there and I like I know like everybody's eager to see like a big tray, a big splash. Uh and there's been talk about potentially a certain uh third baseman in Chicago being a trade target. And the thing is yeah. like, we got to, we got to calm our jets here. Uh, the Cubs are, are not going to pull the trigger this early in the season to make a trade unless they're, they're just giving up. And they already promised their fans like, and I'm not, th- this doesn't mean anything, but they already said to their fans, like our intention is to, co- is to be competitive. It's to mm-hmm. win. So I don't see them wanting to part with their, <laughs> with their with their star player so we just need to cool our jets and understand that even if we get swept uh in this series which is not going to happen we're still going to be what eight and uh eight and 13 and then we'll have george springer back we're going to be fine we're going to be fine i agree patrick we're going to be fine it's early guys there are 144 baseball games left (laughs) april is not over yet we've still got five and a half months of baseball before the postseason starts this is a long season major league baseball is a grind you can't make conclusions until like game 50 because if we look at history there's been a lot of teams most recently the nationals you can you can be last in your division almost half of the season and end up winning the world series just depends when your team gets healthy, when the team meshes together, when the bats wake up. Uh, we got to keep the bats warm and don't touch Joe Boo's rum, um, and the, everything will be fine. 
Yeah, but uh, that'll be it for today. We'll be back on Sunday afternoon to record a special birthday edition for me and also hopefully celebrate a Blue Jays winning series against the Tampa Bay Rays. And we'll tee up the upcoming homestand against Bruce Hooper's Nationals and Ronald Acuna Jr.'s Atlanta Braves. Those are going to be some fun games as well, too, to watch. A lot of great young talent on display. But for now, you can find us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. You can listen to the show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so much more. Find us online, bfmdpodcast.com. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen to the episode. Send us your questions. Send us your feedback. If we sound terrible, let us know. We'll adjust our audio quality. But for now, it's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, signing off for Patrick Marsh in Halifax, Nova Scotia. See you next time.